Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message.
I'm praying for you. I'm praying. I don't, I don't have to be nosy and know what's going on, but I do know that you're going through something, and I know that the word can fix it. Come on and pray for your neighbor right now. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, that everything is being fixed right now. We thank you, Lord, that the illumination of the word finds us where we are. We thank you right now. We thank you right now that the word is doing a search and seizure on our lives even now. Oh, these nooks and crannies that the devil has us bound in. We thank you right now, Lord, that we will find the rhythm of your heartbeat, God. And we will chase after you. We will chase after you. We will chase after you, God. Oh, Lord, as the deer panting for the water, God, our soul longs for you. Lord, let us get on the rhythm of your heartbeat today, God. We thank you. Hey, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it. Yeah, no, 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 Mosia. Thank you, God. Thank you. That the word will not return, but it will accomplish where it is sent today. Lord, do something special. Do something supernatural. Do something, do something out of the ordinary through the word today, God. Lord, I decrease. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. God is in the room. See, when we are unified, when we're on one beat, when we're on one rhythm, you have to understand on the day of Pentecost, they were in one place on one accord. What we're doing, we're getting on rhythm with each other. We're getting in cadence with each other. We're getting unified with one another. The devil wants us to get to stay wrapped up in our own drama and our own agenda. But when I start caring for your needs, when I start standing in the gap for my brother, when I intercede for your needs, the body becomes unified. And where God sees unity, he commands the blessing. He tells the blessing, go there. I see unity. I see unification. I see oneness. I see that they're all on one rhythm. They're all on one accord. They're all on the same cadence. And when they're in one cadence, when they're on one accord, I command my blessing. Tell your neighbor, I'm praying for you. I don't have to know what it is, but just know I'm praying for you. Come on, come on, come on. Make a commitment. Tell them I'm going to pray for you this week. I'm going to pray for you. I ain't got to know your business. You ain't got to tell me what's going on. But this, tell them just know that I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Just know I'm praying for you. And if I got your back and you got my back and I've got her back and he's got his back and if me and my brother got my sister's back, if, I, if everybody got everybody's back, there is no need to retreat and we can move forward for the kingdom. Tell somebody, I've got your back. I've got your back. I've got your back. Tell somebody, if nobody else got it, I got your back this week. I got your back this week. I got you covered. I got you covered. I'm covering you in prayer. No plagues shall come near your dwelling. The devil won't steal from you. Not on this week. He might have did it last week, but he's not going to do it this week because I got you covered.
see a three-stranded cord is not easily broken when I put my faith with your faith and then God Almighty sanctions it and puts his anointing on it. There is nothing that is impossible. You're not meant to do this thing alone. That's it, that's it. All of our worship. We see our worship. Come on, come on. Somebody live worship in this room. It's breaking. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, y'all, let it worship, let it ride, let it ride. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Let worship rise in this room. The Lord God Almighty is here. The Lord God Almighty is here. Welcome him in this room. Welcome him in this room. He's here to meet every need. He's here to break every curse. He's here to heal every sickness. He's there to heal every abnormality. He's there to heal every. He's here to free you from everything that ails you. Someone lifts her hands and lifts your voice in this room.
like I'm crazy but I just I see just little bundles of wheat just over everybody's heads see wheat represents harvest and blessing it's just above your head it's just above your head I don't know if anybody else sees what I see, but see what I see, but I, I see just little bundles of wheat just right above your, everybody's head. It's hovering just right over this place. But I hear the Lord saying, you first have to believe that you're worthy to receive. Now I see why he gave me the scripture that he gave me. Today's message is supposed to be about being on the cadence of God. Somebody say cadence. Somebody say cadence. Cadence is a musical term. Cadence is a repeating pattern of notes, beats, or rhythm. Somebody say cadence. I used to be in the marching band. And I was on the drum line and every... Every orchestration that they put together, they call it a cadence. It was a pattern by which it was an orchestration. It was things that were written down on sheet music. But it was called a cadence. Somebody say cadence. And by us playing that cadence, everybody playing their part, everybody playing it at the same time, it created a pattern by which the whole band marched on one beat and one rhythm for one purpose. Somebody say one beat with one rhythm for one purpose. Tell somebody that's the cadence. We've talked about cycles for the last three weeks. The first week we eliminated negative cycles, those things that we are perpetuating in our lives that are unfruitful those things that we do over and over again those cycles that keep us uh, in the same place keep us in the same dead ends and then the next week we talked about the environments we talked about after we talked, we talked about the culture and the environments that allow our negative cycles to persist and we talked about the man at the pool of Bethesda and Jesus asked him he said do you want to be made whole what he was actually doing he was challenging he said do you want to leave out of this culture you have to understand he was surrounded by a great number of impotent folk, lame, blind, halt, people who are just in the same bad condition with you and sometimes for God to get you where he wants you, you got to leave the culture 
that fostered where you are. Last week, uh, Lady Tiffany talked about healthy, developing healthy kingdom cycles. Somebody say healthy cycles. She talked about we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to sow. We're going to have to believe. We're going to have to trust. Somebody say cycles. But man and woman of God, it does us no good. If we develop cycles. And it doesn't match the heartbeat of God. Somebody say, God, give me your rhythm. God, give me your rhythm. It does me no good to have my own beat when I am meant and I'm created to be in a rhythm with God. That's our mission today, people of God. Tell somebody, find the rhythm of God. God has a pattern. God has a beat. God has a rhythm. God has a cadence that he's moving by. And our job in life is to find the cadence of the kingdom. God, what are you doing? God, where are you going? God, what is your next move? God, what is your next heartbeat? God, where are you going? God, where are you going? God, what are you doing? God, what's your next move? God, what's, my, what's the next step that I take? I know you order my steps, God, but is it a step to the right? Is it a step to the left? How fast do you want me to go? How many beats per minute are you beating? God, I need the cadence. I need your heartbeat. It does no good for me to be praying every day and be praying the wrong thing. God, I thank you. It does me no good to be singing songs and singing the wrong song. It does me no good to be turning down my plate and seeking something that you didn't never call me to chase after God. God, I need your heartbeat. Somebody reach up in the air and say, God, give me your heartbeat. The devil don't mind if you're praying every day as long as you're praying amiss. He doesn't mind you getting up and doing good things. He wants to keep you from doing God things. Somebody reach up in the atmosphere and say, God, give me your heartbeat. Give me your rhythm. Lord, when I get on beat with you, I am in sync with the creator. See, it's one thing to be in sync with you. See, me and my wife are in sync with each other. But see, it's another thing for me to be in sync with her. But it's another thing when we're in sync with each other with God. Well, two or three of you to get, come together in my name, God said, I'll be in the midst. Tell somebody that's being in cadence with God. We're on one beat, one rhythm, for one purpose. Somebody say, one beat, with one rhythm, for one purpose. That's the cadence of God. And God said, in this season, if we seek, the rhythm of where he's at. It's not good enough for us to be making noise and doing patterns if we don't match his. As I look at you, you all are like a big symphony. But a symphony is no good 
if we don't follow the conductor. It's just a bunch of people making noise. But noise turns into beauty when we follow the pattern. When we follow the cadence of the conductor. He told He told me the first thing. He said, I want my people to learn to walk with me. Somebody say, Lord, let me walk with you. Oh, God. I want to tell you this. The reason that you can walk with him. Tell somebody, you can walk with him. Because you're his friend. Tell somebody, I'm a friend of God. Oh, you like the way that rings in the atmosphere. Somebody say, I'm a friend of God. You don't walk with nobody unless you're at least a friend with them. You don't walk with total strangers. You walk with people that you're friends with. You walk with people that you're at least acquainted with. He says this in John 15, John 15. This is how we are eligible to walk with him. He said, henceforth, that means from now until eternity. Henceforth, it's a declaration from God. He said, henceforth, somebody say henceforth. I call you not servants or slaves, for a servant does not know what the master is doing. But I, the Lord God, have called you friends. For all the things that I've heard from my father, I have made known unto you. Oh, y'all got y'all can't read the word, you gotta read the word. Jesus is saying, You are no longer a servant, you are no longer a lonely slave in the house. I call you free. He said, Come and walk with me. Come and take company with me. You ain't, you ain't got to be, wait, be waiting around saying, Jesus, do you got anything you want me to do today? He said, if you walk with me, I will tell you everything that the Father is telling me. Would anybody like to know what the Father knows? Jesus is saying, come take a walk with me. You know why? Know why? Because I've already called you friend. I've already called you friend. Tell somebody he calls me friend. He's already called you friend, so therefore you are eligible to walk with him. And, and look, I've seen some people faking the funk before. Husband and wife might be mad with each other. They walking. I'm walking because I'm obligated. But God said, as you walk with me, I'm going to talk with you. As you walk with me, not only am I going to talk with you, I'm not going to tell you the latest gossip, but I'm going to tell you all the secrets that the Father has told me. Would anybody like to know secrets of the kingdom? Would anybody like to know things before you get in the boardroom? Would anybody like to know what the enemies are plotting even before you get there? Well, the key is to walk with the Father. But here's what he's saying. 16 says this. You didn't choose me. 
Oh, everybody say, oh, the day God pricked my heart, I didn't resist him, and I chose to walk with God. God said, you didn't choose me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I plucked you out. Out of all the people, I chose you to be set aside, to be set apart. That's the reason the relationship didn't kill you. That's the reason the car wreck didn't kill you. That's the reason you laid around and you didn't catch every disease, even though everybody else, that's the reason you put the needle in your vein and you didn't get it. It's because I chose you. I chose you. I kept you in a cocoon of safety because I chose you. All the people went through, through what you went through, they're in a graveyard or in somebody's street jacket. But because he chose you. Anybody think that you're here today because he chose you? God, I thank you that you chose me. That you chose me out of everybody else. Out of all that I've done to be unworthy. God, you have chosen me. Somebody, he chose me. He says in 16, he says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye see, look, look, that ye shall go and bear fruit. I didn't choose you just to be in the household of God. I didn't choose you just to be hanging out. I didn't choose you, know, I'm one of God's favorite. I chose you because you look like you have potential for fruit. God didn't choose you on your current status. He chose you based on your potential. Oh. Tell somebody, that's fruit in me. told you before that the fruit testifies of the virility of the tree. It's springtime and things are about to start budding. The proof that it's an apple tree is that apples is on it. It's just a regular old tree until it buds. God said, I chose you to bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Anybody ever bore fruit and, and by the next week it, it went rotten? And it looked like, oh God, I thank you. You blessed me with this and all of a sudden it slipped through your fingers. God said, when you begin to walk with me, if you get my rhythm, you won't lose it this time. Some, some of you say, I, I, I hear your hearts, that God, it would have been better if I had never produced it than if I produced it and lost it. Is that anybody in this place? That I never would have started the business for it to fail. That I never would have started forging a relationship with somebody and it looked so promising. And then it went left on me all of a sudden. God said, if you get in rhythm with me, if you get in rhythm with me, if you get in cadence with me, 
God said your fruit will remain. That whosoever shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Somebody say, he calls me friend. In Genesis, the sixth chapter, it says this. It says, but Noah found grace. Somebody say grace. In the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And he walked with God. Somebody say he walked with God. Further later on in Genesis, it talks about Enoch. Enoch was such an upright man it says that he walked with God to such a degree that God took him and translated him. They can't find Edith's bones. They don't know because he hasn't been buried. He was translated. He walked so closely with God that God just took him. Those are the only two places in the Bible where God said that people walk with God. Noah and Enoch. Tell somebody you got to walk with him. So many times people of God, we are trying to be used by him and we have not yet begun to walk with him. I'll say that again. We are trying to be used by him and we have not yet begun to walk with him. God wants to walk with us before he can work through us. That's worth it writing down. God wants to walk with us before he works through us. Tell somebody God wants to walk with you. But here's the thing. Amos 3 and 3 says this, people of God. It says, how can two walk together except they agree? I'm glad you're quiet. Because I want you to be thinking about, am I walking with him? Or am I just walking in the direction where he's at? Oh, he's over there somewhere. I'm just going to stay close. Or oh, are you walking with him? He told Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29 and 11, he says this, he says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I have plans to give you hope and a future. Tell somebody those are God's plans. But the question I have for you today is, do you agree with the plans? Oh, we love to say, oh God, he, oh, God knows the plans he has for me. Well, his plans mean he's the architect. He is the one that created the plans, meaning he is setting the pace 
and the rhythm. God is the metronome. Y'all know what a metronome, old metronome used to be like that. You do it and it sets the pace. It sets the rhythm. It sets the foundation by which everything goes. It sets the meter. It sets the pattern by which we follow. If God knows the plans, he has set the pattern by which we should follow but two can't walk together except they agree so my question is do you agree with his plan I ain't talking about being a bobblehead and saying yeah I agree with his plan but are you do your decisions match his plan does your circle of friends match his plan are the choices that you're making while matching his plans is your prayer life does it look like his plans does your worship does it match the pattern two can't walk together except they agree I want you to take inventory of your life if you know the plans, you're setting the rhythm. It's my job to match your rhythm. And when I match your rhythm, I'll match your plan. And when we match his rhythm, when we follow his plan, we'll be just like Noah. It says that he found grace. Somebody say grace. I don't want to be churchified and assume that everybody knows what grace is. Grace is unearned favor. Somebody say unearned favor. To accomplish your assignment. Unearned favor. God said, if you're going towards your assignment, I'm going to give you a little boost. I'm going to give you a little help. I'm going to give you a little empowerment. Y'all remember, remember old, old game Pac-Man? Everybody in this room might remember Pac-Man, right? You remember Pac-Man? Pac-Man used to be going out to, running from the ghost, right? And he'd go in one of those corners and he'd get one of those power pellets. All of a sudden, he had empowerment. All of a sudden, the ghost started running from Pac-Man. Somebody say favor. It's grace. Not that you earned it. God said, if you're going to do something for me, I'm going to help you out. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for grace. But here's the thing, people of God, according to Ephesians 3, Ephesians 3 and 20, it says this. It says, now unto him who is able to do his seated. Everybody loves that. Abundantly. Yeah, above all we can ask or think. But here's the part, according to the power, the level of grace and faith that is operational in you. And what God is saying is, if you're going to walk with me, come on, Tim. Walk with me, honey. Come on. Walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Come on, come on, keep going. Walk with me. She's a little slow, y'all. Not mentally, she's just slow. But physically. <laughs> you gotta say stuff right now, then. What God is saying, He said, it's one thing to walk with me, but you gotta keep pace with me. Our anniversary ended this month. You want to practice how I walk? 
Somebody say walk at the pace of grace. You got to walk at the pace of your grace. You got to walk at the pace of your grace. It's not good enough just to be walking, but you can't be in front of him. You can't be behind him. See, we can do the right things at the wrong time. We can do the right things at the wrong time. We, we can be walking along with God, but we can get ahead of his grace. God, I thank you. We can get ahead of his grace. We can be behind his grace. Come on, walk with me. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. You, you're going to be God. See, we, we can be slowful because of fear. Say, God, I, I'm going to keep you in my sights. But just in case, just in case it gets too deep, I'm going to stay back here in the safety. And God is saying, you got to catch up with me because I've got a good work for you. There are people that need you. And so you got to stay with the pace of grace. Then there are some of us, some of us, see, people like me, see, I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I'm a go-getter. I ain't going to never let no grass grow under my feet. And so we know, say, God, just as long as I got you, long as I got you, God, I know you called me to go this way. And so I'm going, God. I'm going. I'm going to be there. I'm going to have my foot on the gas. And Lord, I'm going to let you be on my break. God said you're going to get in trouble because you're going faster than with my grace. That's set before you. And you know what gets us out of our grace? The curse of comparison. See what it is, we're all in a race and we're running. We're running our race. But what we do, we start looking at other people's lanes. And one of the worst things in the world, I love it and I use it. One of the worst things in the world is social media because we see everybody's PR version of themselves. Everybody's taking the perfect picture. Everybody, everybody's eating. Uh, uh, their, their food looks perfect. They're showing yourself on vacation. They, 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 they cropping all the mess in their room. And so you can just see the headboard right behind them. They, they show you everything in its perfection. And so we say, look, my life is so horrible. My life is so this. And so the curse of comparison, I'm so busy measuring myself up to other people that we get, we start, well, maybe I should start doing this because she's the same age as me. And look at what she got going on. His ministry started the same time. And look, I'm in a place as he preaching it. God said if you would just walk at the pace of the grace that I've got you in. Tell somebody get rid of the curse of comparison. Ask God. Say God is this how fast you want me to be walking? Because let me tell you something it only takes a, a second to get in trouble. It can take you a lifetime to get out of it. So, so somebody got a t-shirt, a coffee mug to prove that. Tell somebody, stay in the force field of your grace. Come here, baby. I think my wife said it last week. She said, don't get ahead of him. Don't get behind him. Stay right with him. This is where the force field of grace is. This thing that surrounds us, it's a force field of grace that nothing can get in except God allows it. And nothing can get out except God wants it to get out. See, that's when you can't get mad at people. See, God, God delivered me from being mad at people a long time ago when people said they'll be there with you and they'll leave you. And God said everything that was meant to stay can't leave and everything that was meant to leave cannot stay. 
you. Some of you been crying on your pillow about people left. God said it was my grace that forced them out. I've got so much invested in you. You are so precious to me. You are so important to me that I wouldn't let them contaminate you any longer. God said, if I harden the heart of Pharaoh, I can harden the heart of people that you think I love him. I love her. I can't make it. God said, the only person you can't make it without is me. Stay in the force field of his grace. Somebody do like this. Stay in the force field of his grace. And my prayer, prayer for you today is that God illuminates and he opens the eyes of your understanding where you, where you understand and you know the boundaries of his grace for you at this present moment. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be. God will enlarge your territory. He'll enlarge your border. He will give you further grace. I've got a different grace than I did three years ago because I wasn't pastoring. There's a different grace that I flow in. People say, how do you do all that? I think because I'm graceful. Anybody's not, anything you're not graceful will kill you. You can go out there trying to do like, uh, I can do a two punch and like you want to. It will end up in your demise and your death. Tell somebody, you've got to be graceful. last thing I want to share with you is to wait for your part. So tell somebody, wait for your part. Wait for your part. I used to play, I told you I used to play in the marching band. And that was fun because you was always playing something. I went to Carver, so you know, we, we got down. <laughs> yes, sir. We got down. I don't know how much they get down now, but we got down. So we was always playing. But then, you know, in the wintertime and, and, and in the spring, I was in, I was in symphony. And being a, being a percussionist and all this stuff, I played timpani. Y'all know what the timpani is, right? Timpani is that big old drum, they, the big old thing. Right? The reason that a lot of people don't realize it is that lots of, it can be a whole composition that lasts 10 minutes and the timpani might have one part. It's very insignificant. And there will be sometimes I had to stay engaged with the music. I'm counting stanzas. I'm counting this. Because you can, you can get so lost waiting for your moment that you miss your moment. And, but if I had not done the, the whole essence of the whole composition would have suffered. I only had one moment. One moment. And sometimes I get bored waiting for my one moment. Oh, David needed to be elevated from the backside of the mountain to the, to the chair of the king was one moment. He had been anointed king and went back to the backside of the mountain tending the sheep. And even when his moment came, his moment found him. He was serving his brothers and his moment found him.
God said, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if you feel like you're in the last quarter. You're in the last act of the play of your life. God said, all you need is one moment. He said, I need you to be locked into the orchestration of what I am doing. Because if you are not in your place, at your moment, at the right time, if you don't play your part at the right moment, the whole thing falls to shambles. Every open door is in the rhythm. Tune everything else out and listen for the rhythm. The rhythm of God's heartbeat. Oh. hear the Lord saying, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. God said, turn down the noise. See, some of us, when we were faster, we could hear God. And this week, we went right back to the noise. I said, you've already gotten the, you've, you've already heard my rhythm. But you got back busy. You got back letting the world set the pace. God said, chase after my rhythm. God, we bless you. somebody worship him for a couple seconds I'm not going to be afraid come on somebody lift worship in this He's walking in this room. And he's depositing in you his rhythm. So how will I know, Pastor? It will match the contours of your spirit. That's it. He's coming in this room. Don't resist him. Don't resist him. Somebody lift your hands and just begin to worship. Come on. Come on. Wait. Wait. Don't get, don't get impatient. Don't get impatient. Don't get impatient. Don't get impatient. KNW's got a whole lot of food. Don't get impatient. Don't get impatient. Sister Turner, come here. 
lift your hands right here, Mother. It's in the rhythm, Mama. It's in the rhythm. 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 Jesus name. She korobosia. She tababosio. Arararobosio. Ababosio. Anybody believe that miracles still happen? Jesus. We call on the miracle worker. Jesus. Somebody call his name. Come on, call it over and over again. That's it. That's it. Come on, join your faith right now. Come on, come on, call it. They both shut God, go and do what we cannot do. Do it. In the name of Jesus. 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 Oh God, regenerate. In the name of the one. In the name of the healer. Stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. In the name of the healer. In the name of the waymaker, in the name of the miracle worker, in the name of the one. Oh, there are stripes that are behind that name. Come on, somebody worshiping for a spirit of healing in this room. When he shows up for one, he shows up for all. When he shows up for one, he shows up for all. When he shows up for one, he shows up for all. Somebody worship him now. Come on, come on, come on. I dare somebody to worship God for her for her manifest healing right now. Come on, come on. God, God knows what you have need of. I want you to join your faith and pray for her healing right now. Somebody right now, come on. Lord, we expect manifested proof. We expect manifested proof right now. Come on, come on. Somebody pray like it's your mother. Somebody pray like it's your auntie. Come on. Come on. Come on, just receive it, mother. Just receive it. That's it. That's it. Lord, we thank you for manifesting. We know it's documented, God. But God, you change documentation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Anybody, could anybody stand to see a documented miracle? Could anybody stand, could, could anybody could stand to see a documented miracle? Somebody begin to give God praise right now for documentation. For proof. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Somebody shout to the Lord for a documented miracle. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Don't just panicate. Come on, somebody shout. 
Today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10:30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.